0: Okay, this is podcast episode twenty. Wow, good old twenty. Moving up, two tens, <laughs> two, two, two two chains, two tens. All right, two tens. <laughs> um, great. Got a lot of great topics this week. Let's get right into it. Um, trifling in NYC. Uh, now, as I mentioned. In our pre-production meeting, um, I have a, I have a story. Most of my trifling in New York, stories, I believe you've heard previously. You've heard, but I yeah, most I a, of them, I think so. Okay. I got a new one for you, I, be, I believe, and I guess don't oh, stop me for me. a new story. <laughs> don't stop me if you've heard this one before. Okay. Because I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, anyway, um, so this is the um uh fire escape story okay um you with me fire escape you said yes this is the fire escape story uh cool yeah let's hear it great okay um so this story like so many others involves me coming home at a late hour um i was coming home probably around it's pretty late it's probably like three in the morning uh i believe this and i believe i think this happens it's either last summer or two summers ago it's definitely in the summer um so I come home pretty late um i'm not drunk or anything i'm fairly lucid i can I and mean, i remember this story pretty well so um anyway uh I come home, and I uh, right outside my door. There is a group of three young people, let's say mid 20s, and one of them, uh, a young lady, is attempting to. I see her just jumping straight up, um, right in front of my door, and the other two are sort of like egging her on. And I'm like, sort of, sort of tomfoolery is this? So I put on my, put on my old man, my old man. Grouch, my old man frowned, and I went over to them. I was like, Oh, oh, no, oh, you know, fuck. I, you know, I was trying, God, I'm really sorry, guys. I was trying to tell this story yesterday to some friends, and I had such a hard time telling it. It was like seriously, like a 10 year old trying to explain calculus to me trying to tell the story. I have no idea why. Well, you had
1: some practice,
0: so you'll be ready today. I know it's going to be perfect. I I should be a little bit better at this, I've already messed it up. I messed the part up. So I saw them so it was just a girl jumping so actually I didn't stop by them I didn't stop I just went straight to my door um, and I, I but my door was like maybe two feet away from where they were doing all this so of course they saw me I go in and then the girl's like oh great great um, I can come in with, with this guy meeting me um, and I'm like whoa, whoa hold on hold on because um, three of them and I'm like, right. I, don't, I don't know what this is. Like, come what, what is this? Three in the morning. So I was like, um, w- what was all that jumping about? And she's like, oh, I was trying to jump up and reach the fire escape ladder. Um, now the way my I'm 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 near like a like a, a place with an awning. So there's sort of an awning uh, over my doorstep, and the the fire escape ladder actually sort of cuts through. That awning, like there's a square hole in the awning, the ladder goes through. But I mean, the ladder, they keep those things purposely up pretty high so that people can't reach them. So she wasn't able to reach the ladder, right? That's what she was jumping to get. Right. So I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. Um, so I was like, okay, why were you, what was your plan after getting on the ladder and getting at the fire escape? She's like, well, I was going to go to the fire escape. I going to climb all the way up to the top fire escape level, um, which incidentally would be like right outside my bedroom. So I'm on the yeah the top floor. So okay, I was like, "What was your plan then?" She's like, "Well, I was gonna then jump up onto the roof because I'm on the top floor, but on the other side of the building. Um, so the, my my side where I live faces the street." But on the other side there's like a whole nother row of apartments and they face like an alley out back. So her, okay. plan, her plan was to jump up oh sorry, climb up the fire escape. Once she got to the top top level, jump up and like grab onto the lip of the roof, pull herself up, go all the way over to the roof to the other side of the building, and then I guess jump down to the fire escape. Oh so I guess she assumed her window was open, she could crawl through. Boom. Problem solved. Um, but what you didn't realize, the problem is not solved because, she, in order, if she even if she managed to somehow grab up to the ladder, uh, pull herself up up the ladder at, without anyone seeing her, by the way, seeing her do this or, or stopping her, um, then got up to the top floor, she would need to have a roughly like I don't know five foot standing vertical. Uh, reach the Five the feet? Yes, because for her to, to like where her feet would be, and okay, so from wherever her feet, like the 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 where your feet go on the fire escape, God, see, I'm already struggling to explain this. To the to the roof, the lip of the roof is probably about like fifteen feet, so she needed. Okay, you know, all right. She to jump like probably seven or eight feet, like a, with a not running vertical, just straight up so that so that part of her plan she hadn't really thought through so you know my concern at this point is like you know okay i i, I don't anyway she's like oh but anyway now i can come in because you're you're looking to let me in and i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa why what's so what, what's going on now like so what yeah so what's she gonna do when she gets in yeah i'm like what so do you i'm like first of all do you live here she's like yeah i'm just i'm i'm staying with a friend uh I'm like, okay, what you... Oh, this was a key thing. I was like, okay, what unit are you in? Because I've never seen you before. There's only eight units in my building. And she's like, um, I, I don't know. So I'm like... Oh, I don't okay. know. She said, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, um... And it's, again, it's like three in the morning. She looks... She seems a little drunk. Not totally incoherent, but I mean... I guess you maybe have to be a little bit drunk in order to come up with a scheme like that, but... I think so. so. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm like, okay. So assuming you get in to the building, how are you going to get into, because you didn't have her keys, obviously. Hopefully that was obvious. Um, she didn't have her keys. She's like, I'm like, can you call your roommate or, or your friend? She's like, I try calling. Uh, she's not answering. And I don't know if she's even home. She may be asleep or something. something. So I'm like, um, yeah, I, like, because it's a little awkward. I mean, she was pretty. I mean, they look like college students, basically, the, the three of them. And at this point, like her friends, the friends just walked off. They just assumed she was good. Oh, didn't didn't check. Like, as soon as oh, said, God. "Oh, I'll go in with this guy," they like apparently just ran away and didn't stop to make sure that I was actually left. They <laughs> um, just scattered. Because right? we were still having this whole conversation, like out in front of my door. Like, I still hadn't even put the key in, and so i'm like okay so what are you gonna do when you you get up she's like i'm just gonna knock on the door really loud and um and it'll wake her up if she's there i'm like um, if she's there yeah and i'm like at this point i'm like she seemed not too dangerous or anything and i was tired and so even though she didn't really know she's like i don't know the room number but I know what it looks like. Like I know what the front of the door I'll be able to tell just by seeing. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, fine, you can come in. So she comes in, I, I go up to the top floor. Turns out she, she's in the unit, like directly across the hall from me. Um. So I get, I go into my apartment and I hear her start to bang on the door. She's like Clarissa or, you know, whatever the person's name is. I don't, I don't know. I, I, the thing is I actually don't know my neighbors well enough to, to know that she didn't live there. Um she could have been But there. you know their faces. You recognize their faces. I, I mean I don't really see my my not what do you call them? apartment mates. I don't see them that often. Um and there's only like eight units so like I know I only know the people who have been here for a long time like I have. Um and I I mean I definitely don't know their names. I know their faces anyway. Um so she's pounding on the door and then I I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, uh oh what's this? There's a pounding at my door. Of course. And... Of course. <laughs> and this is only, this is probably only like five minutes after she had given up. And she's like, hey, I'm like, yeah, what's up? Your friend not there? She's like, I don't know where my friend is. Can I come stay here tonight? And I'm like, or like while I wait for her or something. Like she, she again didn't know if her friend was out, didn't know what was going on. So okay. I'm like, I, I'm like, uh, no, no, you can't, um, because while I don't really think you're that much of a threat or anything, I'm not too concerned. I have like I have roommates, and I don't want you know, you know, you could steal something. I don't know if they'd be comfortable with it. It's not fair to them. Uh, There's some random person I don't know staying over. Um, and she's like, at this point, she's already kind of. Then she's already kind of like pushed her way in. So somehow, this conversation is happening. In <laughs> she
1: like, pushed her yeah. way around you well, into somehow, the kitchen.
0: Like, this, yeah. Somehow, this is this, this part of the conversation is happening in the kitchen. And so she's like, "Well, come on, I don't have anywhere to go. I'll have to sleep on the floor or something." She's like giving me this like sob story, and I was like, "Oh God, I, I this uh, this seems really bad, but." Again, she didn't seem like a threat. And then all of a sudden, like, she's just over on my, in my living room now and then on my couch. And then, like, a sl- <laughs> all within the span, all on I feel like this all happened while I was trying to explain to her that I can't really let her stay over
1: <laughs> She just, like, slithered over. That's
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was slithering. She was slithering <laughs> over there. So was just, she was pretty deft in, like, I have to say. So anyway, let me finish up. At this point, I'm like, uh, okay, I guess she, or, or she wasn't, she didn't start sleeping. She was sort of laying on my couch and then had her phone up and was like still trying to call her friend or text her friend and shit, her friend wasn't getting back. So at some point she's like, oh, um, uh, can I have some water? And I'm like, <laughs> I wanted to be like, all right, now you have to get out because that that is just insane. <laughs> It's like, well, it's really hot. It's hot. It's hot here in your living room, and it is like I don't have air conditioning in my living room. I have it in my bedroom, um, and I'm like, it's like I, I wanted. To, I wanted to then be like, well, the kid, you know where the kitchen is. You just walk through it. It's fine. Go get some water. And then she's like, somehow I don't know what happened, but somehow I wound up getting the water for her.
1: Of course. Okay. <laughs>
0: So, so, get her the water, and then I'm like, okay, I, I really have to go to sleep. I'm really tired. And she's like, I think she's like, oh, I think my friend. I'm like, did you reach your friend? She's like, no, but I think I think I will soon. Just no basis for that, whatever, whatsoever. But anyway, um, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go to sleep. So I, I just left my my bedroom door open so I could sort of like the living room is connected right to my bedroom. Door, so I just left the door open. So I so you left of, it open. I left the bedroom door keep open. Keep an eye so on. Keep an eye on her, I, sort of, I don't know how I keep an eye on someone when the, when I'm asleep, but in case she gets really really rowdy, or I guess if anything happened with like a roommate getting up and seeing seeing her and being like, What's the, what the fuck is this? Um, but you know, I just went to sleep, woke up, I, um, normal time, and she's gone. Uh, glass of water was was there on the on the. Coffee table, so she didn't even, you know, drop it off in the sink or anything; she just left it. So, and that was that was it. That was uh, last, I saw, last time I saw her. Last time I heard from her. But the the point, the thing is, like when I was when I was telling this story yesterday, one of my buddies is like, "Man, she she went from uh, she went from homelessness to room service, in the span of like fifteen minutes." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, she's pretty pretty crafty I have to say that was like the whole time, whole time I was sort of reluctant but like didn't want to you know it's a tough position that she's in assuming assuming her story is real it's a tough position for her and like I don't know if she's if she's visiting New York you know it can be even a little bit scarier so I, I wanted to kind of help but at the same time I gotta be concerned about myself it's that you know that's a pretty specific New York thing because I bet like you know Midwest or, or something they'd they'd be like well, I don't know. Would they be more welcoming? I don't what, what, do you, what, do you, what is your take? I, I
1: don't think so. Somewhere else, like, I think anywhere, someone would have been um, kind of suspicious and cautious as you were. Yeah. I mean, it's stranger, stranger danger. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange situation. I wonder what time she actually left.
0: Yeah, that's the, because I probably, I think, it, I guess it must have been a Saturday night because I, I, I had to. Like, I didn't have an alarm set or anything. So, I woke up just kind of casually. And I probably woke up at like 10 or so. And I went out. So, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe she didn't, like, my roommate didn't report anything lost or anything. So,
1: well, see, that's good. So, nothing ended up
0: happening. You just helped somebody out, sleep for a few hours. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's sort of the breakdown is like, I, you know, from my, it, is, it is interesting that you say that because like my thinking back on the story i i am like sort of like i just picture myself being grumpy and reluctant <laughs> and like getting 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 hoodwinked in a way but like yeah I guess, right i, I can see you being
1: yeah i would have been suspicious too it's it would have been worse if the guys
0: wanted to go upstairs too then i'd be like uh, yeah oh her friends were there. like one guy and one girl those are the friends that were with her but they just
1: left no problem they're like oh right, i see ya.
0: Yeah. he's got you. oh yeah All they right. bounced real quick
1: that's strange they, I mean, why could not she stay with them
0: you know what? they like, were going to like help her uh get up to the ladder maybe she just roped them in maybe the maybe you know what get, considering how persuasive she is she might have just like met them on the street and like oh. and just persuaded them to help her get up to the ladder like can you imagine see anywhere just like in the you know lower east side or wherever just like someone crawling jumping up and crawling up a ladder like that's you'd have to assume that i don't know what i'm you know i
1: probably maybe call nine one one. i don't know uh that's the opposite way (laughs) that's the opposite way right uh, supposed to be going down the fire escape not up
0: yeah typically that you would go down i've never had to use like a fire escape in the fire or emergency situation I, I hope to never have to um mine is pretty sturdy i think that's the big takeaway from this is that my fire escape is pretty reliable
1: i i, I like to think about a version where she got up there and let's just Outside of your window, at some point, jumping.
0: <laughs> oh, that yeah, yeah. That's the other way that could have gone. Like if she had managed to get in, she would have been like, I like, yeah, I can imagine like be, me being asleep, and then all of a sudden I'm woken up to like some rattling. Oh,
1: well, she probably would have knocked on your window <laughs> and asked you to let her in.
0: I would be so scared. I would be. Oh god! I, I I might call nine one one at that point and be like, <laughs> I don't have time to get any sort of backstory here. Like this, this
1: <laughs> Somebody's on my fire escape. You're like hiding under the covers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hiding. I just crawl under my bed, my, like <laughs> like my smartphone and like like a bag of potato chips. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know how long I'm going to be down here.
1: <laughs> oh, god. god, Man, that's a, that's a strange story. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. it worked out in the end.
0: It did, yeah, it seems like it did. You know, kudos to her. She may, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she maybe talk, talked her way into being like senior vice president of some, some company. Ooh. So, At this rate, that was a while ago. So, <laughs> she might own a building at, point, <laughs> at, at that rate she might own like a low-reside maybe apartment building uh, anyway uh all right let's get to your yours uh, your trifling in new york stories uh since we're in march madness uh ncaa basketball uh tournament time uh you coincidentally have two stories apparently involving uh college basketball one short one longer Um, why don't you do the short one first?
1: Okay. Um, so I went, well, this year was the first year that the ACC tournament was held in Brooklyn at the Barclays center. Um, I ended up going to the final, um, I believe it was last Saturday and that was, um, Duke versus Notre Dame. Nice. A friend and I bought tickets uh, on StubHub. Reasonable prices. I like that arena. You can like it. Almost doesn't matter where you sit. It, the way that it's designed, like yeah. you can get a good view from every everywhere. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. We were there, just relaxing. We got in the beers on the way to the seats. Um, the easier one is to get it from the guy. So there's a couple options in there, right? So you can go to the stands. They don't uh, have
0: wait, the key, the, okay. So the most of the food places, food selling places, yeah. Uh, food selling places sell, <laughs> beer, right? Why don't you do this? Cause clearly <laughs> I'm interrupting you to just them, talk. The like food brunch. selling places. <laughs> um.
1: So there are vendors, right? So there's a different concession stands and at Barclays Center. And at, I guess most arenas now, you know, they, some of them are these outside restaurants. Um, some of them, I don't even know I guess they do have just like regular um from you know just the arena, but a lot That's of them, them are these specialties. yeah, a lot of them are like these specialty stands um, right. you could wait in line at those and you would get a smaller beer anyway in like the twelve ounce of the can or a bottle, but then they always pour it into a uh, pour it into a cup for you yeah so. My friend and I, he, he'd been to several games there, he's like, no, the, the best thing to do is to just go to these guys that are just standing on the concourse with a bucket of ice, like, and just be, different drinks, beer, water, um, some pop, and, but they're cash only, so not everybody wants to go. Uh, uh-huh. and you, get the, you can get the bigger beers, you get the tall boys, I know you love the tall boys. Mm, drinking one right now. <laughs> So you can get the tall boys from them and anything else. And it's typically quicker because you, most people are, for some reason don't want to pay in cash. And they just see these lines and they don't realize that these guys are just like standing around almost every corner, You just go right. up to them real quick. Right. That initially. And then at halftime, we went, you know, we came back down, went do they, to the bathroom. They, they poured in the cups too, right? They're gonna they, pour it in the cup and throw that away now. They don't give you the, they don't give you the can only the water but i think they i don't know, water I into another cup <laughs> i was i was trying to think i didn't notice i know at some arenas they'll open the water for you and take the cap i think because people have a history of like throwing the cap places oh wow yeah i didn't notice that here though um but they're pouring the beer into the cup for you so the second time around we go you know it's 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 not really a line, you sort of circle around the guy depending on where he is. And people are you know surprisingly friendly and pretty orderly, like they respect standing there and a guy came up and he stood right in front of the guy, right in front of the guy, um, selling the beer, but he had seen me standing there already, so he you know, he just waited till after I ordered. People were really polite, it was, it was nice, good system going, you know. That's people that's good. people were honorable. That right. Love? <laughs> so so we were standing there. I think um, someone just ordered and they they walked away and there's a guy standing there looking at his money right. He has his drink. I'm like, Why is he there? But it didn't matter. Whatever. Maybe he was just getting another one. Maybe he forgot. That's what we thought. So then all of a sudden he said, "How much did this beer cost?" Uh, whatever yeah. it was, it's like, like. <laughs> 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 Thirteen fifty or twelve fifty, no, something
0: outrageous. For the yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: nineteen fifty, buddy. <laughs> and he was like, "Tip not included." That's what I thought. Right, tip
1: not included. <laughs> so he was looking at his money. He said, "He looks up, says that." He goes, "You owe me fifty cents," and it says it like <laughs> really aggressively, like that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Everyone in line. Everyone that was around there. People were either talking to somebody else, looking at their phone, looking at the screens, whatever. He says that. Everyone looks at him right away. He
0: said it that long.
1: <laughs> He's so aggressive with that. You owe me 50 cents. So then, they, <laughs> <laughs> so then the salesman just looks at him, takes 50 cents, like, here, yeah, man. And the guy walks away. Everybody just like busts out laughing as soon as he walks away. Start, start
0: cracking up. <laughs> like, what was his problem? What's damn 50 cents? Like,. <laughs> 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 well, how much? How much of the beers? It was like, what, do you think he was was actually owed? The, I mean, is it possible? Like, is one beer like, <laughs> something like like thirteen fifty and like?
1: Yeah, yeah, there were prices like that. They were all in, and and There were no whole numbers. It was all like twenty five or fifty. Okay. Very possible he was owed the money, but like eh, nobody saw the need for that type of aggression. About fifty yeah. cents. Most people would probably just walk away and be like, oh, whatever. 50 cents
0: was like was his was did it seem like maybe his team was losing was i think duke won that game right duke so, did win uh, duke but it was close game. i couldn't
1: i couldn't tell where his allegiance was but um,
0: but yeah well, with that, i don't know with that kind of bad attitude it could be with, with duke, that attitude duke you would duke think more that Notre Dame fan, but <laughs> both of their fan bases are terrible right so that, that's yeah, well, yeah, it's a little harsh I, I take that back but Harsh, but
1: we got a kick out of that yep. so that was one okay that's good that's and good. then earlier in the week i went to the big east tournament at madison square garden damn sure. um, <laughs> that that was actually the better experience um, so that was at madison square that, garden? yeah okay we had um my friend he is a grad student at St. John's, and so he went through St. John's website and got like the student rate for the tickets, and we ended up being really close, like essentially courtside. Oh wow, that's great. So and then who
0: was, who was playing? What game is it?
1: Um, I know we saw the first game was St. John's versus Georgetown, and the second game was Xavier. Uh, forget the other team. That game was actually pretty boring. Um, DePaul Xavier versus DePaul. Okay. Not that much fun, um, except for the Xavier student section. So, the Xavier student section, they they started coming in. Um, they were sitting like directly. So, we're like at the end of one. We're, we're at the end, right? So there's the basket. We're just below the baseline, but we're on the sideline still. Okay. But we are that first row, right by the gate. Um, and so in front of us is the walkway, but you'd have to go down the stairs to get it and then you can go back into the tunnel and there's like a little concession stand area back there. Okay. So we we're pretty close. But across that walkway is D for the first game. But then Xavier students start trickling in and we realize that's the Xavier student section. Got it. And these kids are like decked out. And this was uh a, a Wednesday night. And so they're coming from Cincinnati on a Wednesday coming into New York, maybe it was their spring break, I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. these kids came in and they started looking rowdy. you know, they they were like all the same. they had Xavier outfits on, faces were painted. Nice. What are they um, Blue and white. Okay. And they looked, um, you know, some of them definitely looked drunk, some of them definitely looked
0: yeah, because presumably <laughs> on that bus, I mean, you know, probably kind of sneaking in beers and shit on the bus. Yeah, That's a long however, bus that was- I would not, I would not want to do that bus ride sober. I, I actually did. No. I think a Greyhound bus from Columbus to New York. That was, was one was among the most miserable experiences of my life. Ugh, it took like twenty hours. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Yeah.
1: But you never know how. They, I mean, if they get enough of them on there, it turns into like a party bus, right?
0: True. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> speaking of speaking of party bus shit, like I saw St. Patrick's Day was the sidebar. St. Patrick's Day was this past Friday. Um, I man, I the Gothamist put up some like some clip of like kids coming in from the L.I. on the Long Island Railroad coming into the city. And, yo, it, it was like, it was like Lord of the Flies meets, like, fucking <laughs> the, the Departed, the shootout scene. It was so rowdy. They were, like, crawling around in the luggage racks. What? Crawling around up there. They were crawling around in the luggage. The luggage racks were full of drunk Long Island kids. Wearing... What? They were in? What? They were in up in the, the luggage, luggage rack area above the seats. Just, like, carousing, like, cavorting.
1: I, can't, I can't. even imagine that.
0: It's terrible. Oh, it's a imagine nightmare! Being, what if you were just like, on that train, just getting right. a regular ticket, coming in for like yeah. I don't know, your your daughter's like first communion or something. I don't know.
1: If you were just like a regular person, right, coming in for something, you had to deal with that.
0: Oh, it was it was mayhem.
1: I'd be pissed.
0: Yeah. Did you get caught up in any St. Patrick's Day bullshit? Um, on Friday?
1: Not. Nah. Really, I avoided. it. I, I left the city as soon as I could. It wasn't really out here in Brooklyn. I mean, people were doing it, but not like, oh, yeah. not like the city. Oh yes. Anyway, anyway So. <laughs> oh save, yeah. Xavier,
0: hijinks.
1: So these kids were all dressed up, and it fills up before St. John's game was empty, or it was empty um, of fans. I, I don't know. I guess St. John's students didn't care about the game. Um, they didn't fill that area up. But there was some, you know, there were some people that had moved. <laughs> Move down, obviously. So they were like leaving That was a good, you know. I saw that wide open, that right. move down technique. Uh, <laughs> move down. <laughs> Scoping out that
0: move. Down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they have to leave, you know. Xavier kids are invading. They're getting rowdy. I was like, I was feeling good. They they had all these chants. I was like, oh, all right. Now I'm getting excited. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is why I like Got college basketball. One. I no, I didn't really care about this game. Right. Well, you got the Ohio uh, conviction, too, of course. Mm-hmm. Got that Ohio? Right. I was like, yeah, Ohio. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so during, yeah. during the uh, introduction for the starting lineups, well, and then I also saw them, they started handing out newspapers. Huh. And so uh, all of a sudden, they all had like a section of newspaper and... I was like whoa! What's this? What's gonna happen here? I like, this is gonna be good. I was getting excited, you know, <laughs> really building up the anticipation.
0: <laughs> yeah, some new shit. That's yeah, this <laughs> new college fan shit. Yeah, I have seen crazy. this. What's gonna happen here?
1: So the introduction start. They threw in the starting five. Um, you know, when they introduced the Xavier team, they, they were going wild. It's getting crazy. You know, they're the Musketeers. They were calling them the Muskies. They had all types of names. Um, uh, doing DePaul, they all turned around, backs to the
0: court. Wait, and then, was, this is during DePaul's introductions?
1: Yeah, during the starting lineup, backs to the court. Every time they said someone's name, they were like, oh, and here comes starting shooting guard Reggie Miller that once, who cares? And then like, just <laughs> like some stomp stomp, and clap. <laughs> 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 What?
0: <laughs> they did
1: that for every one of the starting five. I was like, oh, shit.
0: So they, so they would announce uh, – okay, so the opposing team player was, would be announced. they turn their back – did they turn they, back they, facing they, them and then turn them back again no, they for never every player? Around.
1: They, they stayed backs facing the court the whole time that Paul was being introduced. So it was Complete. mostly just
0: that, that stomp, stomp, clap. Who cares? Yeah.
1: They did that. And then <laughs> – so then the game starts they start tearing up well before tip-off they start tearing up the paper
0: Uh-oh.
1: now <laughs> and so but then it's like really basic so as soon as xavier scored they do it in the air like a celebration as soon as they score their first basket it was like oh i thought it was going to be something i don't know what i was expecting but oh it's just like i wanted something some more than that so make makeshift confetti like newspaper confetti yeah it's like oh, oh well that's God terrible yeah that was a letdown all that, oh, that
0: i forget yeah exactly um <laughs> yeah fuck, fuck that ohio solidarity <laughs> <That's about> columbus. <laughs> Fuck columbus Cincinnati
1: but then there was this one kid who was definitely drunk now there were these little kids that had come up to my to where i was like just a little bit farther down maybe 10 feet away from me i don't remember why they came up to the edge um I think they were just trying to get close to the court, and they were, like, high-fiving people. They were just doing random stuff, high-fiving anybody that walked by. You know, like, little kids do weird shit. Right. So then this one annoying-looking guy from Xavier starts talking to them. I can't tell what what he's saying, but th- it's, like, a um, like a 10-year-old boy and, like, a 12-year-old girl, and maybe, like, another little boy. He's saying something. and They're going back and forth. I was like, what? And then he looks like he's getting angry. I was like, is he arguing with, like, a 10-year-old? And then... <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, like, security guard like points at him and like, he's like watch yourself and then he turns goes away and then he keeps going and then New York City dad comes down and then he's
0: like <laughs> wait, wait, so, the, so the kids are on their own?
1: yeah well I was like well who's with these kids then as I'm thinking that saying that to my friend their dad comes from his seat and their seat wasn't he wasn't that far away from them he was like three rows behind from where we were just a little farther down and they were up at the gate like high-fiving people coming by. Oh, I see, okay. And I guess he had said something that the dad heard or the kids went back and told, and he didn't like it. So now he's up at the, <laughs> so now he's arguing with that kid. The <laughs> <laughs> so dad's arguing
0: with the neighbor's dude.
1: Yeah, you know? and he's like, I'll fuck you up. Don't make me come across there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me come back Don't look. And the kid's like, come on, come on, man dad's like you're only saying that because there's like a 10-foot tunnel like i'm gonna have to jump over this shit to get to you So <laughs> then security comes out Uh-oh. security comes back out then they score their basket so then like when the confetti goes up instead of throwing it across up in the air he throws it towards the dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like some like improvised smoke screen <laughs> batman his way out of there
1: So then the dad is like getting real mad. He's just like rattling that railing. It's like, whoa, what is going on? (laughs) So then the security had more security guards came over and they only talked to the kid. They didn't even talk to the dad. Dad takes his kids, has them sit down. They're talking to the Xavier kid. They're like look buddy get it under the control or you're getting out of here he had to get talked to several times um <laughs> what why It's <This> rousing <laughs> Then they had to move
0: him into the middle yeah they had to move him into the middle his friends like moved him away from the edge. yeah where, were, where were his friends there to kind of keep get him under control. if i saw anyone of my friends arguing with a 10 year old that's the first step where i'm like you got to go drink some water or something <laughs> Like, what that's, if, that's what if, i was a 10 year old not- gonna say to him like <laughs> You don't know anything about the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't know about, you don't know about the secret turtles that I know about. <laughs> yes, I do. You know about all the turtles. Yeah, I do. Us- Usagi Yojimba, I know. I got it all. Don't, don't you be telling me. Expect your elders.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it, it was weird. Like, security, they got drunk. They would start standing up. It's like, at a, poli- a police officer went over there. They just. Security yeah. and police just ended up not liking this. They didn't like them. Yeah. In the end, yeah, they awesome. just kept telling them to take it easy. I can, like at those Xavier home games, they're probably way out of control. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't
0: even imagine what they would be like at home. Did security um, have any issue with like the confetti stuff? Uh huh. Okay.
1: No, they didn't say anything about the confetti. They,
0: were the kids like crowd like doing crowd surfing in their section or like what? Uh
1: that's no, possible. but. They did stand up on the seats a couple times, and they didn't, you know, security, and yeah. the police did not like that. It was just generalized college. And, yeah, like it wasn't even that bad. I just think they didn't like it. They rubbed them the wrong way. Huh.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Well, that, that's, I mean, you, pre, you previewed that story to me a couple weeks ago, or whenever it happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like the dad coming in. I'm picturing him like sort of rattling that that railing. Sort of like the ultimate warrior used to like rattle the top <laughs> of the, the, the ring. <laughs> yeah, he was he was fired up. Yeah. Himself, I can see that. Get himself fired up. Um <clears throat> well that speaking of college basketball, that brings us to uh next topic. Um just a little background uh, for people who may not be that familiar with the college basketball scene. I don't, I don't follow college basketball that closely. Um, I'm more into the NBA, but um, one of the big storylines this year has been around um, a player on UCLA's basketball team. His name is Alonzo Ball and his uh, his really definitely top tier uh, college talent. Um, Likely to go in the top five, would you say, in the NBA draft this year?
1: Probably. Definitely a lottery pick.
0: Yeah. So definitely legit talent. But he's gained some notoriety because his dad, um, LeVar Ball, um, has basically been, like, super stage mom or, I guess, stage dad. Uh, to the nth degree, he's been in the press talking about how his, his son Lonzo is better than Seth Curry, better than Michael Jordan. I think he said better than LeBron as well. I think basically just the, basically his kid's the best to ever even look at a basketball. Yeah, re- most
1: his most recent one was the only one that I sort of accepted because he he prefaces it by saying to me it's like to me, to me yes. the best. Yeah, so I was like, oh, all right. But the so, other ones, David, he was just like it like it
0: was yeah. a fact. So this has caused a stir in basketball circles um, because it just, uh, but it's just his overall braggadocio about his son. Um, and people like Charles Barkley have, have weighed in saying they don't like it. I believe the, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, said that he could potentially be hurting his son's either draft prospects or his his prospects like as a player when he gets to the league I don't want to say that he should he could be targeted or something I, I don't know um, anyway it's, it's, it's it, I guess in recent memory no father or parent of a college player a top tier college player has really acted like this um, with such like brimming over the top with, with like just boastfulness about his son so that's where we're at Yeah, no,
1: no one that I've
0: – yeah. UCLA, Alonzo uh, Ball's team, UCLA, is in the tournament. They, they seem to be doing pretty well. Um,
1: I think they play later today, maybe tomorrow.
0: I think they do play later today. Um, I believe it's the last game tonight. Um, so, I don't know. What's your take on, on, I guess, LeVar Ball behavior?
1: I think it's somewhat distracting. It doesn't really seem – to distract the oldest son so there's three of them so have right. been promoting this big
0: ballers brand i think that's what they're called yeah No, no three um, three b's yeah the big so there's the so lavar actually has three sons um lonzo's the oldest the other two i think one is in high school and one's in two younger ones maybe are both in high school like one's a senior
1: yeah they're, they're both in high school I think one is a senior the other one is like a sophomore or a freshman yeah
0: Yeah. I think he I think the father assumes that you know they'll all go to the league and he started his own clothing label 3B's yeah I think it's big big baller brands something like that um, which uh, also pr- probably pretty unprecedented I don't know any college player that as head of his own brand. That's new. Yeah, I mean that
1: part. Like it's it's that one is sort of annoying, but maybe kind of smart. It could work out. I don't know. Guess it depends how the others do, and I guess what kind of products he makes. But I think with um, Lonzo, he'll be fine. Like Lonzo's definitely the best out of the three. I mean, he's he's also the oldest, so you never know how the others could develop still. Uh-huh. Um, like, yeah, he's actually really good. And he is very quiet, from what I know of. Like, he doesn't, he's not in the press out there talking. Uh, it's just like his dad doing all the huffing and puffing, which I think is really just unnecessary. He's um, talking about he's better than Steph Curry. Like, I think then he's, he's expecting, what did he say? Something like some billion dollar shoe deal for all three of them.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guess. So they have their own. Clothing line now, I believe, because technically, they are not al- In order to play in the NCAA, you're not allowed to have like endorsement deals with um, with any brand. Presumably, once he goes pro later later this year, actually, um, he'll he'll sign a deal with one of the big clothing lines. But it'll be interesting to see if because the, the the interesting thing is like he can generate income from this big baller brand because technically it's just his. Um, the the father's, Owen's, he can generate income. Um, uh, his kids technically can't, um, sign it, sign a deal. I mean, they, if I had to guess, I'd say they'd probably sign either Nike or Adidas, uh, or Lonzo will, as soon as he's eligible later this year with Nike or Adidas. Um, it'll be interesting to see if if they're still allowed, if like Nike allows them to still sell the the big baller brand stuff, or if they'll incorporate it somehow.
1: Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting so like to see how that know, works out.
0: Design, I don't know. I, I don't see kids running out to get you gotta get them triple Bs. I don't know what are those. I see a lot of nobody. Nobody does. But I mean, to to his credit, like every
1: time he's on TV, he has something with that on, either a hat or a shirt, and yeah. he is promoting the hell out of that brand.
0: Yeah, he has a <laughs> you can buy the hats. Um, now I I want to say I saw it earlier in the week. I think the hats are like, like sixty dollars or something. Sixty. Yeah. Wow. There, here, I'll look it up.
1: One sec. It's not even some cool downtown exclusive stuff.
0: Um, that what downtown exclusive? What, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> I know what hats you like to buy.
0: Oh, 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 oh! A little little critique of my um <laughs> my street my streetwear fixation. Yeah. So, uh, no, they're not nearly as cool as shit I, I would I wouldn't be rocking these. you know it is funny because I am probably like among the target demographic for this type of shit but, <laughs> um, yeah so the, the most I'm on their website now the most expensive hat is oh shit there's a there's a leather hat for a hundred dollars Wow it looks like most of them are 50 or 60 um,
1: I mean is that what hats are going for these days Fifty, sixty really?
0: $60 no I mean, I'm paying like probably like 40 tops. Okay. T-shirts are t-shirts are 50. Looks like t-shirts are 50 dollars. like they got some sweatshirts, some hoodies are 60. Um, yeah. So you can you can check this out for yourself, uh, listeners. This, this is a lot of good stuff on here. Uh, looks like they have some women's attire some women's t-shirts for also fifty dollars it's, these look awful um, so yeah, so anyway they look awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, I guess my my thing with it my take on it is it's not I don't think Lonzo is so good that it's I really doubt it's going to affect his draft position I think he's I think it's a lot of just braggadocio just to get attention. Like he says something crazy, and he gets the attention that he wants. And then he's in an interview wearing, um, you know, the big baller brand gear. It's it's good marketing for him. I mean, yeah,
1: I, I, yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. I mean, at this point, like, Lonzo doesn't need anybody telling the world how good he is because he shows it every time he's out there. Right. Like, <clears throat> maybe it's more. Yeah, I mean, it's really just, like you said, it's more like just brand building, brand recognition. Like, he's just creating this yeah. thing with, these, with the whole family and the other two, like, I don't know. I've seen highlights and I've, I haven't, I mean, I don't watch a lot of high school basketball. From what I've seen, like, I'm not that impressed. They put up impressive numbers, but yeah, it seems like I don't know.
0: more, maybe more on the bubble. Um, I, I believe the data said that he wants them all to go to UCLA.
1: They all have scholarships to UCLA, surprisingly.
0: Oh, yeah, they already do? <laughs> shit. Um, you can offer a scholarship to someone when they're a sophomore?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Uh, but see,
0: that's the only,
1: that's the other thing that I kind of liked what he had to say. Like, generally, he just says, like, dumb shit and just talks a lot, just to, I think, just to keep himself out there. But, um... And a a video that i watched where somebody the interviewer asked him like how do you respond to people or do you feel like you're exploiting your sons he essentially said well what do you think UCLA is doing you don't think they're exploiting my son you don't think they're exploiting all these other players making money off them doing this what do you think the NCAA is doing I was kind of like huh oh
0: that's a good that's a good point it's interesting know. way to look at it you know yeah. that yeah that- it actually reminds me of this, this quote that i love um that uh afini shakur actually said um <clears throat> in an interview that's tupac tupac's mom um where they were this is after he had died um they some interview with her um for like some tupac retrospective and, and she was talking about like you know I, I had conversations with Tupac about like, you know, whether he feels like he's being exploited or like, you know, MTV is coming in and exploiting or the labels exploiting him like death row. And like Tupac, like, apparently was like, you know, sort of like, you know, he's obviously a very smart guy. And he's like of, of two minds about it. And, and he was sort of conflicted, I guess, with like having to portray a certain image in music videos and shit. And, and basically the takeaway that she said was like, yeah, <clears throat> she's, like all of this is exploitation uh the point the point is though you need to make sure you're getting paid like or something like that Uh yes it is exploitation but as long as you're getting paid that's the deal and so yeah LaVar the father has found an interesting way around like not like NCAA basketball players not getting paid is in that he's built up a brand through his his son's performance definitely it wouldn't wouldn't be, wouldn't mean anything without, like, really top tier college like ball performance. But he can get paid, and obviously, his family benefits from him getting paid. Um, and if if this big baller brands is is a hit, you know, that's that benefits everybody in the family.
1: Yeah, it does. And so, you know, <clears throat> so right, so in in that regard, it works out. But he's he's annoying as hell, though. I tell you that.
0: Hmm. Oh God. God! Yeah, yeah, he is like he's a blowhard. He reminds me of Trump and some of the stuff that he says, just or just like his way of saying stuff, where he'll just sort of push, like brush through anything, and like get back to his own talking point nonsense. Now, I, he, the, the other thing is, you can't really. On some level, I do like it because, like, yeah, that's his son. Or it's it's his son's, and he yeah, of course he's gonna like, yeah, of course my son's the best. Like it, you know, a dad saying good stuff about his son like how how is that surprising or a problem it's just like well you know this isn't how things are really typically done you know like and i kind of hate that sort of like stayed like oh this is the way things have always been done so this is the way things should always be done like that kind of complacency like i don't like that and so i do like that he is kind of like bucking the system and and like you know, it, it does seem like I, I have had some questions. Like, it does seem like he works his sons really hard and has this whole time. Um, but I, I don't know how you make these days, how you even make the NBA without like really intense training like, all the time. Basically, I mean, you you're definitely way more well versed in that world than I am. Just, I mean, is it is? Do you think kids these days basically have to be training twenty four seven? In order to I them. mean,
1: I don't think you have to, but he definitely has them doing that. Um,
0: why is that the perception then that, that you do? Like, why does everyone think that? You I have mean, people to do think this? that. You have, to, you have to think that first. Education for training, essentially. For almost anything, yeah.
1: For training, for like any sport to be like the best, right? Mm-hmm. I guess at, I guess at a certain point. And yeah, you do have to stop. But I, I like the idea, especially when you're younger, of, of sports. But um, I mean, he of, he
0: of
1: playing different sports and not just like yeah. focused on one. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, um, like he was saying, they go to school, they go to their basketball practice, and then they come home. And then he puts them through more basketball practice himself, ball and workouts. Uh-huh. Like, and I remember he was saying all this, I said, well, to myself, I'm thinking, all right, so when are they doing their homework? When, like, how much are they sleeping? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, added, added, they didn't detail everything, but at a certain point, like, you have to be like, surely question yourself. Yeah. And then, I mean, just think about the odds,
0: right? Like, yeah.
1: Of getting uh, to the NBA, against, I I don't against know. Against everybody,
0: basically. Yeah, right. I mean, well, from what I understand with with college ball, um, because essentially the way the NBA is set up, um, I, I believe it's you need to be nineteen before you're allowed to be drafted to the NBA. Right. So most incoming college freshmen are eighteen. Hence, the way it's is developed is that the really top tier talent who know they're going to go to the league, just play in the college for one year, and then they go to the NBA draft. And right. in terms of academics, from what I heard it is, or from what I hear is basically you do need to have academic eligibility, right? So usually that means you have to maintain a certain grade, grade point average um, in order to be eligible to play. And so with the school year starting in the fall and the tournament coming in March. So, basically, what that means is the first, if it's on a semester system, you need to maintain the eligibility for the first semester. So, you need to maintain a certain GPA. But, technically, if for the second semester you don't really, if you know you're going to the draft after that year, because the second semester grades come in well after the tournament's over. And once the tournament's over, that's that's it. I mean, is that does that sound accurate at all? This is just something I heard.
1: That does that does sound accurate. I think I remember doing so something only, like that.
0: You only need to maintain your grades
1: for one semester. Is the take away right? I don't remember if that was. Um, I don't know who it was. It may have been a football player too that essentially just dropped out after the season because they're like yeah. whatever. Because football is even worse, you know. All you have is that. First, you know, first semester, and then if you know you're leaving, what are you doing coming back after January, right? Oh, if yeah, you don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but with football, you have to do the, the three years at least. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, if, you do have um, to do more. So. It's, considering how physically punished,
1: But at that point.
0: Right. At that point,
1: you're really just focused on you know showing on showcasing your skills at the various um, like scout days and pro days and combine but but yeah it's it's true i mean how much are they really focusing if you know you're gonna leave after one year yeah like whatever all i gotta do is focus for a little bit in class for you know
0: up through december and then i can kind of chill yeah i mean assuming that they are actually doing their own school work as opposed to someone doing it what what am i talking about what what i don't know (laughs) who said that what wait what did you say what did i say Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. So, big the big ticket item for the, the podcast uh, this week. Uh, we both we have both now seen the movie Get Out, written, yeah. directed, co-produced by Jordan Peele. Um, he of X. Of uh, the Key and Peele sketch show, Mad TV, um, various comedy podcast appearances that I've listened to that have been hilarious. Um, he's great. So I saw it yesterday. I think you saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, I saw it in the early afternoon, and then I spent like a couple hours just going online, like looking into like various details. It's, the movie is very packed. With like a lot of little things that maybe you wouldn't have picked up on in the the first viewing. Um, oh, right. I should say, I should say uh, we're gonna get into the full film. There will be spoilers. If you, I'm gonna put in the show notes the exact times that the, the spoilers appear and when when we were done talking about it, um, so that if you want to skip listener, if you want to skip ahead, uh, which I, I would recommend not spoiling yourself on this movie. Um, it is really good, um, but why don't why don't you give your initial thoughts and then I will do a little something.
1: Um, was, I I, don't know I, I thought it was pretty great. I liked the, um, the. I didn't really take it as a horror film, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess it'd be more of a suspense film, maybe a thriller. Maybe I don't I don't know, but it wasn't me like a traditional horror film, but I did. I did like the comedic aspects like um, I had his buddy, airport guy, TSA man had me cracking up.
0: Yeah, movie could potentially be described as uh, Jordan. Jordan Peele's love letter to uh, the TSA and, and also win, Windows based electronics. Uh, from Windows oh my gosh to I want to tablets. That. <laughs> Holy
1: shit how much did Microsoft pay because everything was, win- I was like what what I don't even know the last time I saw somebody with a Windows phone
0: <laughs> um, my sister has one so you? I have definitely I've seen them I've played around with them they're they're actually not that bad. it's just that no one uses them. <laughs> just they
1: aren't um, out there. people don't use them
0: yeah like yeah every single phone was a Windows phone uh they was put there both both the main dude chris and his buddy were fiddling around on surface tablets they used bing uh yeah when they were searching i
1: said bing <laughs> <laughs> you, you said oh, bing. Man. <laughs> oh man i didn't say i said it in my head i, I almost said it out loud uh, you said it <laughs> you said the theater. <laughs> Her her search was pretty good. Top NCAA prospect. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Top NCAA <laughs> search. I'm big. That was pretty good. So anyway. Um, so I. Guess. Yeah. So I like I liked the comedy. I thought the acting was pretty good too. I mean, everyone's performance was great. Um, even um, Allison Williams. Like I didn't know what to expect. I only know her from Girls, but I don't really watch Girls either. But I don't. I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. But she was good was surprised yeah, he was yeah yeah i don't, I um, don't have any complaints in the, the, the brother was very unsettling and he was <laughs> he made <me> so uncomfortable <laughs> Just every scene with him was very uncomfortable
0: yeah that was that's an interesting i guess acting slash directing choice to have him acting like that really like really loopy and weird and i guess i should say for listeners this is we're going to assume that You've seen it. That's, I mean, that's the whole point of talking about this. I don't want to, I don't want to have to do a full breakdown of the plot of the movie. I think we all know. Um, so anyway, that's the last time I'll we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, he. let I, I mean, I have to assume that Jordan Peele chose chose that. That's a directing choice. Is have to have him act like that. But I mean, he was, yeah, he, he, was he was good. So,
1: but definitely unsettling.
0: Yeah. Um, I did have like bit of a debate with my buddy that I saw it with um over whether it's better described as like a dark comedy or a thriller slash yeah or like a psychological thriller
1: right I think that's where I would put it oh
0: man sort of good good question I mean if you had to choose the movie
1: one one, I guess I would say psychological thriller with a little bit of comedy uh, um Well, with a lot of comedy, depending on what you thought was funny.
0: Um, yeah, I mean the, the, the horror, genre, though. The raw. I mean, I, horror seems a little bit too strong, because um, it, yes. it it was sort of sort of gory towards the end. I mean, the end climax scene. Um, but other than that, I mean, and that's like maybe ten minutes of the movie. Like other than that, it's straight up psychological thriller. With like you know a pretty strong message as well, like it's definitely a message movie, um, but it, you know in a good way. Like it's really it's it's really subversive as well in delivering yeah. the message. But dark comedy, I don't know. I don't. I didn't say that. Mean, like I was yeah. disagreeing with that.
1: I, w- I wouldn't give it dark comedy. There was A lot of comedic moments, but I wouldn't say oh yeah, that's dark comedy. <laughs>
0: I mean, the Rod character, the TSA agent, was pretty much strictly comic relief for the most part. Yeah. Um, so anyway, here's what I wanted to. Here's what I alluded to earlier. So I. So as I said, I, I of course immediately went to the internet, and as always, the internet, my my one true love didn't let me down uh, on like little details so i'm gonna go through this so i i i picked out a list of like little details that i didn't notice from the movie maybe maybe you did that are sort of um things i i wouldn't have noticed in like sort of cool little i don't know little sort of subversive symbology that's in the movie so i'm gonna go through okay. about 10 of them so just just bear with me then we'll, all right, we're do them one by one and this this may even take us to the end of the podcast to be honest but oh man the fight
1: fight scene is out again
0: this <laughs> fight scenes is, it looks <laughs> like it's gonna, fight scenes is becoming like what is the thing like matt is it matt damon on the jimmy Kimmel show was that the joke is that he always gets he always gets bumped at the end
1: I don't know. I know this. I I know there's something going on between the two of them. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. Or or like the uh, the what's up with that sketch on SNL where they always have Lindsay Buckingham <laughs> randomly. <laughs> I mean, you know, he always. Gets yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I do know that. Yeah. Let's do that. Bill. I think the reason they don't do the what's up with that sketch anymore is because Bill Hader left and like he's he was in each one as Lindsay Buckingham. So even though he didn't ever say anything, like. Anyway, let me get through these. So, uh, first one. So the re- there's a scene where Chris goes out to smoke, and the groundskeeper, who we later find out is actually the grand- grandfather in the groundskeeper's body, is runs at him top speed, and then like hits a quick ripe right before he's about to jump into him or run into him. Right. Right. So the reason he's running around like a crazy person at night is because it's that's an allusion to him being um, beat by Jesse Owens um, that they mentioned earlier in the film. And so he can't get over that. That's why he's still just running all the time. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. Or maybe he just – how about this, right?
0: Okay.
1: Since when he was younger, he loved obviously loved running. Uh-huh. As he got older and his, his body got weaker, he couldn't run. But then once he got the new body, he could run again. So maybe he just like
0: yeah. loves running. Loves running, yeah. I mean, they they did mention the specific thing about like he he did say he never got over losing
1: to Justin. He O'Reilly. did say yeah. that. But so why would why did he make such a hard turn? Like his running style. Was
0: yeah, that you know that's become like a like an internet <laughs> meme. Like there's like a, a get out challenge. I saw that. And <laughs> I
1: choose not to support it. I haven't watched any of those videos.
0: Wait, dude, I, I watched like, I watched like 10 of them, like, the, earlier this morning.
1: I yeah, see, you're giving them views. You shouldn't should like, be added yeah. to the view count. I like it though.
0: Yeah, People
1: I are gonna keep, minutes. oh, okay, if you like it, then it's fine.
0: Yeah. I don't care, yeah, it's funny. I don't, the internet memes don't bug me. Like, Damn Daniel, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at that. I, thought I like Damn rap, Daniel. More rappers should've, should've put Damn Daniel. In their, in their lyrics other than just Jay-Z and uh, Daps on the map. Um, okay, so there's that. Another thing I, I pointed out or that was pointed out on the internet is the murder weapons that he, or the, the things that he uses to kill the family members at the end are all typical typical white people things. So he bludgeons the son with a cricket a cricket ball. Like, oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, those oh. cricket balls are are croquet, croquet ball, I think. Or one of one of them. Um and then he he <clears throat> impales the dad with the antlers of the uh the deer. Right. Um and then he he um stabs the son when the son attacks him again with a fancy letter opener. And then finally- Oh yeah, stabs his leg, All right. Then finally the um, the uh, hunting rifle is used to kill uh, uh, Allison Williams' character. It's hunting rifle. Okay. All right, I, I'll give that one something. Okay. Um, so the next one, and this is the coolest one, I saw. So the reason, so the way he was able to use, so he, so he, he put the cotton in his ear in order to avoid hearing the the um, the, the stirring of the tea. Right. So he, he's picking cotton to save his life. Picking cotton. Cotton? Yeah. What's have
1: what they stuff chairs with? Did they used to stuff chairs with cotton?
0: I mean, that's a, that's a good question, but I think whatever it is, it was white and fluffy and sort of looked like cotton. So I think, uh, it's, it's not <laughs> for the, okay for the metaphor, right. you know that he's picking cotton to save his life.
1: All right. I was in,
0: I was initially I was a little initially a little confused. Like I thought it was a plot hole because I was like, how did he get the cotton into his ear when his hands were strapped down? Um, but his chest wasn't, right? His chest wasn't. And actually, they previously showed him trying to bite through the restraints. Yes. That's
1: so right.
0: If he can bend down far enough to bite the restraints, then yeah, he can bend down far enough to shove the cotton in his ear.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty good. But, you know, oh, you know what else about that? Now that made me think. Well, then he would have never gotten caught. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. What? Okay. Right. but i mean the, even the whole reason he was scratching was because of the hypnosis yeah the, the without the he hypnosis the he never would right? have scratched you wouldn't right? right but and then exactly. but then he never would have been caught but then eh, whatever
0: yeah no that's a good one that's a, yeah that, i actually don't have that in the list is that he wouldn't have been scratching in the first place unless he was so stressed out during the initial hypnosis right um, so next one um the scene at the beginning where rose um was like, why does he have to show his ID to the cop that stopped them, or that that they called, I guess, when they hit the deer? Now that that's initially framed as like you know, like I don't know, liberal white woman's stepping up or defending her, her her black boyfriend or whatever. But, and and if you notice, he doesn't actually have to show the cop his ID. Like he never shows the cop his ID.
1: He never does, right? He has it
0: out in his hand, right? But he never gives it to him. Right. But the yeah. other the other way to read that is she didn't want the police to have his name because Shit, there you go there's a missing person's report like that's a
1: pretty good one all right all right I can, yeah
0: oh, I like that, on, one? that one that was good all right <laughs> yeah that one that one kind of blew that one kind of blew my mind when I read it okay the big yeah. one did for me too I thought I thought that was a good one you're not, you're not that into it um <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, you gotta take
1: that leap to believe that it's cotton, I'm
0: not quite sure. What, of course, it was, what are you talking about? Of course, it was cotton. What, what, what else? Is look that, look is look it cotton? What are they stuffed with now? Do you think I know? I around fancy chairs like that to know what is in them? <laughs> There's no fancy chairs like that at the bars I go to. They style. don't have
1: anything like that at your uh, at that <laughs> at the university club
0: that you go to from time to time. <laughs> okay, well, they probably have it there, but it's not like, <laughs> to, like go ask somebody. What is this stuffed with, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just it's stuffed with old lies and twelve-year malt whiskey, my boy. <laughs> stuff with devil, devilry and uh, okay <laughs> there are guys okay. like that there there are guys that are there. Okay. anyway um let's move, let's move on um so another theory is that the, they they specifically choose people so um chris the, the main dude uh indicated that his mom and dad were, were both dead so the theory is that this family specifically chooses people with no family connections um, who, because they would be more likely to, to to look for them. Now, that theory is sort of like belied by the fact that, like, I mean, he has a, clearly has a really good friend, uh, and she knew. Yeah, that I his mean, friend knew. Yeah. So that that's mm-hmm. sort of an oversight.
1: I mean, that one makes sense, but I think um, the other one. Uh, I just completely forgot what her name. Is. Rose. Rose. I think Rose was like. Well, I could just. You know, work around one guy, this guy. But, um, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But, right, you would think they'd be hesitant because they're really very strong. I mean, they're calling each other all the time. Yeah. Um, and she should know that he's like a little off, so he's not just gonna like <laughs> let Chris go missing for days at a time. Yeah. Without doing something. Yeah, seriously. I
0: mean, um, it is, I, you know, I, I didn't pick up until reading the shit that in the very first scene with um, with Darius from Atlanta, that's how I, I know him. Um, oh, right, yeah. So she she had been dating him. Like, the, the phone call that he takes is is Rose and him talking. She Because he's talking about instruction. Like, he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I think I have the directions right um, to get to this place. And then he, he ends the call with, like, love you, babe, or something, something like that.
1: Well, it did sound like he was talking to a woman yeah because I the do remember that part
0: the theory is that it's her
1: could she let him to that. my other question like why was he out there just walking around randomly in some suburb
0: because she that's the thing she set it up so that he could be in a, like a like a dark area so that her brother it just came
1: in like fucking knocked, knocked him. Up, I man. mean, that yeah. opening scene was great. I mean, I, I guess that set the scene for the whole movie, set the tone, you know, like the, the comedic aspects plus like the darker
0: <laughs> the darker yeah. thriller aspects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so buh, buh, buh. oh, in the in the scene towards the end where Chris is escaping and it cuts to Rose and Who's not re- totally aware of what's going on? She's she's on her laptop, uh, di- Bing, Bing searching for. C. <laughs> Prospect. Bing. Uh, I don't know if, don't know if Lon- Lonzo Ball was in there.
1: That would have been really funny. Um, <laughs> no, not with his dad. Oh my gosh.
0: It been a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo, have Levar. Yo, he, yeah, she would know. Yo, I would actually love to see Levar Ball go up in there, like all oh, like all oh, hell no. <laughs> Like tear that blouse down, <laughs> you, know, you know. they want to do a sequel, I, you know, I'm sure he's already pitched Jordan Peele on a sequel to that with with him and leading him and Lonzo. And leading
1: roles. Yeah. yeah, you you know he's got like two movies written, two movie scripts like
0: starring himself. He's got Space Jam three lined up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in that scene, she's you notice she's she's drinking milk and. Eat. She has a bowl full of Fruit Loops, but the milk
1: with Fruit Loops. Yeah, and perfect. drinking that milk through a straw—like the whole—it was like that was strange too. So the
0: theory there is that she wants to keep the whites and the coloreds separate.
1: Ho oh. Huh? Huh? Oh. Okay, I guess I can see that. I could see that. I don't I don't want to mix them. Um, but how so- do you feel about her grandparents then? being
0: black well that's essentially true that's that that i'll i'll wrap it up wrap up my, my thoughts with with that okay Let's just put a pin in that and okay so so after uh so during the 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 party the big house party thing uh and he meets darius who um it turns out it's. I guess been that was taken. That a over. great interaction. Yeah, he's been taken over by. I guess that woman's. It's that woman's old husband. I I assume. Um, right. That was. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, he says that. they have a little interaction before. Um, I think before he hits him with the, the camera flash, and he basically says something like, "I don't leave the house that much." Uh, and the theory there is that, you know, this older white man is now in a black man's body so if he does leave the house he's going out and now he's sort of encountering maybe what what Darius had encountered he's maybe getting some, some scorn or something in his, in his like day-to-day life and maybe he's seeing that and like he's like I don't want to go go out that much or maybe it's just like it's clearly pretty awkward that, that that someone who looks like that is that young would be with someone like 30 years older they don't want to just draw attention to it or something, something like that but anyway he did say that um, mm, okay uh, that was all right so the scene where um uh chris uh, the maid who is actually the, the grandmother of the family she is explaining why she unplugged his phone
1: oh that was way too much too many emotions in like a, a five second span of time
0: yeah that one was crazy and but she says when he's like oh, okay that's fine don't worry i'm not going to snitch on you and she doesn't understand she doesn't recognize what snitch means because she's like has that older frame of mind she doesn't she doesn't know what snitching is about she does not know about the stop snitching culture um, so then she's like, "Oh, you mean like t- like Tattletale, which is definitely like an old timey, yeah, type synonym for, for snitching." Um, and then okay, so that's.
1: I that mean, for me, that ones? just added to her strangeness.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was clear that, like, with with the uh, the groundskeeper and the maid, there's clearly something they were off, and that's like that's like the great thing with a good psychological thriller is like you know something's off but you have like no idea what it is right and that's sort of what lures you in as an audience is like you gotta, you gotta gotta figure out like i gotta find out what what's going on here so anyway yeah, my- that was really good well,
1: every everything was just like a, like a little bit off like nothing was glaring it was just all these small things yeah. like just weren't quite right and it's just you know
0: yeah um the sunken you know you're now in the sunken place um <gasps> so my main my main takeaway or from this or like the i guess the thing that that one of the main i don't know there's i have tons of main takeaways this movie is amazing um and only made for like five million it's already clear like 125 million that yeah jordan peele for president um wow yeah, but anyway, the main the main thing that I found most interesting is that, you know, these these the family and like the guests at the party are i I think it's supposed to be sort of um a satire on white liberalism or white liberal anti-racism, I guess that's sort of the main message um and how that can be harmful. But the interesting thing is like there are a lot of there are obviously a lot of touchstones on like, slavery days in the u.s from like like that their son reminded me of like an overseer kind of the way like he was playing like that ukulele at some points and like just his general way
1: (laughs) that was creepy as shit when they all went back into the house
0: yeah so he so and then of course they did like a silent auction to auction off yeah uh chris and it's like you know it's supposed to be like a slave auction that, that was pretty clear um but the i think the really interesting part is that and what makes this so subversive is that they chose, like, uh, ostensibly, like, they, they. I don't think the N-word is ever used by a white person
1: in this mm. movie. No, I didn't, I didn't hear so it. So
0: they're ostensibly not re- overtly racist. And the thing is, they're they're choosing to to take over black bodies, black men's bodies and black women's bodies. They're choosing that. Presumably, this procedure could work with any race like the race doesn't really have anything to do with the brain swapping procedure but they're choosing the black people which you know you you would think a racist old grandfather would if he could choose to be in anyone's body you know there are athletic white people that they could presumably kidnap and do this to right but they but they choo- the, the, the fact that they're all choosing to, to like you know admire and take on the the strengths they see they just see black people as like so strong in in so many different ways, and they're choosing to to do that. I thought that was a really interesting choice. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: i I do like that
0: that part was
1: <clears throat> like that part was, yeah, that was like kind of confusing, but also, I think. He made another point regarding, um, I guess like how I, like the media and police in general treat black people. I'm going somewhere else now. like when little Rel right, report. Goes, goes there, People don't look for missing black people, especially missing black men. People don't go look for them. And like she exactly. didn't even care.: Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, that's another way of them, when they were choosing people, they are like, I don't know if they overtly thought that, but I, I feel like Jordan Peele was saying that and during that interaction, it's like, people don't mm-hmm. care. Ex- yeah, the police don't yeah. care, the media doesn't care about missing
0: black men, like, I think missing black I think people in general. I think you're 100% right, yeah. And I think I I am almost certain that that scene is included because to send that message specifically, like it's, it's a perfect metaphor for, for that, yeah. like. And and that could maybe explain why the family is choosing black people as well. It could be that reason as well. Yeah, like, oh, well, I mean, black Yeah, you're right. Because
1: he even it. he even went there. He had, he had he was like this is whatever. He uh Darius from Atlanta. He was like this is such and such. I know him. This is what he looks like now. He doesn't look like he didn't look like that before. And hey, he's been missing for three yeah. months.
0: And she's yeah. just like ha 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 ha. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he comes in with like the receipts. I mean, the thing is, he probably shouldn't have said the sex slavery part. that'll kind of color your 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 argument in in a certain way that maybe is not gonna be that helpful but like yeah the fact that like not only did they not even take a report they're like actively laughing at him laughing that he's even trying to like help like uh white women kidnapping black men really okay
1: yeah. yeah, but right. But then, like the the taking over the black bodies thing. That one is still like I'm not a yeah. I haven't come up with anything satisfying for myself. Mm-hmm. But right, they're not, they're not like overtly racist, and they're not like 100 percent racist. But they
0: they yeah. They, 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 did it. they yeah. It's like, I saw. So this is another thing I saw, like a little trivia thing or theory that I saw is that because they it's like. When the the party is going on, people are going up to Chris and sort of admiring him. Like someone touches him. Like they ask the one woman asks uh, Rose, like, "Oh, is like, oh is yeah?"
1: She was like, something.
0: and the thing is, Rose, right? She was Rose asking gets, all that stuff. Rose yeah. gets upset with her, and one read on that is that you know she's like, "Oh, well, don't don't fetishize my black boyfriend in this stereotypical way," but the other read is that stop being so obvious about what we're about to do ah yeah yeah when you look like, at it like that you're like come on take yeah, take like, a step back it's like yeah we got it we got to. I, I mean on here. here we still gotta fucking like butter this guy up a little bit and like so don't be so obvious right. that you're gonna body body swap him with your like crippled husband
1: yeah that one was yeah she was out there like rubbing his arms like mm-hmm. <laughs> testing his muscles and that one guy talking about dark skin is in now. Chris yeah. just, like looking at him like...
0: Chris, like, <laughs> like. But that's that's the thing. is like that's the power dynamic is like, of course. Well, the thing is, well, again, it could be read two ways. Like in the story, of course, he doesn't care about saying something that crazy because he knows his kid's gonna be dead in like the span of a week or less. But you know, in the larger world, like in the real world, like of course, people say shit like that because they just don't care about. Other people's, like, particularly black people's emotions, emotional state. They don't see them as having, like, this sort of inner life to where it's, you don't say something like that to someone about their skin tone when you just meet them. Right. But he's like, yeah, you know, what does it matter?
1: I, I mean, it. that party, right, I think that was, I it depends. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I went with, another brown person so it's like yeah i think i think most brown people that have gone to any type of majority white party with older people like that have say like random awkward ass semi offensive maybe very offensive things like that and but they say it in not a malicious way but just like yeah like or sometimes it's like these curious as questions and you're just looking like what why is, yeah. what are you talking
0: about yeah i mean i yeah i saw it uh also with the brown person and i i'm like i'm you know i said in the pocket i'm half white half black but i'm you know fairly light-skinned and i i typically but i mean i definitely don't look white like no one at, at these scenarios like if i were there with rose at a party like i would get looks just because i i look unusual um so i might not get like you know the, the black thing but i certainly get something like oh people people think i'm middle eastern a lot um and so i would get something like that but it's like yeah it's it's just like the, the casual way they think that you, you can just talk to people that you've just met and i'm not even averse to talking about this shit like i don't really mind but like with someone you just meet and it's like within the first conversation
1: right like yeah um,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. So actually, I am I am planning. I think I'm gonna see it again in the theater. Like I wanted, even though I've like read up on it and I feel like I I've, I've caught a lot of these details. I kind of want to see it again. Um, maybe with a with even if with because I saw it in East Village. So we're thinking about going to see it in Brooklyn, um, or maybe Magic Johnson Theater. Um. Because I think another thing is this was designed, it's sort of a pulpy movie as well. Uh, uh-huh. Almost like a sort of, you know, it has elements of like exploitation B movie stuff, um, which is fun. Um, but, you know, it's called Get Out. This is like a, sort of a classic trope of what people yell at the screen during movies. <laughs> right get out of there motherfucker like that sort of thing so I don't know I don't know if it's bad that I'm trying to like no it was get, I, I, I was out of a out of a theater I, crowd it's just like I, so many moments where I was like I was kind of like yelling at me, or I wanted to yell at the screen but I knew like the rest of the theater wasn't really gonna be with me they went going that. for it
1: <laughs> oh really man I saw it at, at uh downtown Brooklyn Court Street um, yeah, this that, is better. What,
0: well, and that's where we want to go well
1: there were some good comments a lot of <laughs> oh hell no <laughs> a lot a lot of that a lot of that a lot of what the fuck like that scene with him and the mom was like everyone was so confused they were like, oh, you better what get the, out. <laughs> when, she, when she was like, no, with the grandma, when she was like smiling and laughing and crying, like oh, all yeah. at the same time, they were like, oh, no, you gotta go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it was some good commentary. Yeah, I want that commentary. So that, that's part of the reason you okay. can see it again.
1: So we'll see. Uh, oh, one weird thing about this, right? so yeah. how like out of uh, the auction scene right he he ended with 10 how much money do you think that was 10,000 I think, I think 10, it's gotta be more than 10,000 I think it's 10 right? million 10 million you think yeah
0: I don't and know so I was, final, that's the, I was, we had that debate is... afterwards oh really
1: so you think they were going by no. millions
0: I think millions yeah because these are all I mean the, the, her, the main the main family is clearly like look at that property they're they're pretty rich. They got to be, yeah, definitely millionaires. He's a successful neurosurgeon. They said earlier, um, so that's that's definitely quite a bit of money. You can. There are definitely many millionaire neurosurgeons. Like, so I'm thinking, and like it looked like his his the party members were upscale, older. So, I, and the, the the one guy who, who bought Chris said he was a really successful art dealer that Chris knew. Like, he knew him by reputation. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking million, that he's got to be millions. Ten thousand now.
1: Okay. No, I didn't know. We were like, well, it has to be a... Yeah, we said ten thousand clearly wasn't enough. So it's like Maybe it's a hundred thousand. Like, that is more realistic, but you're saying that yeah. with millions.
0: I, would, I could see a hundred, maybe it'd be a hundred, but I'm not sure how you convey. Like, he definitely holds up ten fingers. Right. As the winning bid for Chris. I don't know how that would convey a hundred thousand unless it's just multiple. Yeah. Every each finger is a multiple of 10,000. I mean, it could be, yeah. I mean, a hundred thousand maybe seems more reasonable than 10 million is a lot, but if you're, if you're essentially save like yeah. your life by another like 30, I mean, presumably this process could go on forever. So it's, right. It's, that's,
1: that's what I'm thinking. And they only do it like they're only doing it once a year. Right. Or more than that. What do you, how often do you think they're doing this?
0: They did say that they do the parties once a year yeah and they said it's yeah because it's they say right. it's every year at this time is because alice or rose was a little, a little confused or she act, was acting confused but but and that sort of makes sense with the timeline with with dre darius because if she had been dating him for the four or five months that say five months that he had been out and then or, the, or before the the kidnapping, and then he was with that older woman for another three months. I mean, that sort of gets you to it almost a gets you to a year. So I, I don't know. Yeah. The timeline's not. I think I think
1: it was every year, but then then that was also like my mind started going to weird places. Nice. And I'm like, so so the grandfather came up with this. Like, how do you introduce that to the rest of your family? And like, yeah, this is this is what we're gonna do. And we're gonna keep
0: doing it. And like, son i paid you why why do you think i paid for <laughs> your medical school for neurosurgery you know those bills are crazy right. why do you think so this is what this is about yeah that's a good why do you have that conversation
1: yeah and then and
0: everyone then like, at the dinner the, table the neuro, because yeah, presumably
1: neurosurgeon dad his son, he went out and found a wife that was down with it too like
0: this is like <laughs> you know, well not only that so, so the neuro. so the so the main the main patriarch grandfather dude he found a wife who was down with it, but then yeah. his son also found a wife who was down with it. And then they, I mean, I guess if your husband and wife are down with it, you can sort of manipulate the children from a very young age into being down with it. Um, but yeah, like, how do you have that initial conversation? Right. At the, right. Dad, why, dad, why are we why do i have to meet for a meeting at like i'm supposed to go like I'm supposed to go play football with jimmy well hold on now son this, this can wait this is more important than football <laughs> i have something to tell you it's more important than football you know how you're, you're studying neurosurgery at uh, ucla yeah yeah doing really good too why do i have to do okay slow down hush up don't disrespect your elders um. So you know, so you know I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, I'm not gonna do the same improv this whole thing. You get the idea.
1: But... <laughs> right. So like that part was messing me up afterwards.
0: That's a, yeah, that's a great. <laughs> how they just? Yeah. How do you bring that Man. up? So I we're I don't know we're brain swapping family. We always have that.
1: <laughs> this is what we do.
0: What? how did... Dad, brain swapping technology wouldn't have existed in the 1800s? Okay, well, fine. It's starting with me. I'm changing <laughs> us into a brain swapping family. <laughs> brain swapping. They were really just swapping out the brains. And if you notice that they, they all had um, those scars, they had the scars from like. So the, the maid, the, um, the groundskeeper, and Darius all had. They showed that they had the scars from it. So they had, they had to wear hats and like wigs and stuff. Cover them up. So you have to cut open the it's
1: oh. a wild procedure.
0: Yeah, and it's all done in the house too. Mm-hmm. With with just also with the son as an assistant. That's you couldn't like you couldn't like find some other like scumbag who would like who's maybe a little bit more normal to be your assistant. I, think that, I wouldn't have that kid. Fine, if he needs to go like kidnap somebody fine and he's to beat someone up fine right but to like be an orderly for a major surgical procedure that i'm being paid either a hundred thousand or ten million for no
1: right and then and then the, the hope is that eventually he becomes the lead surgeon him mm. like he's in charge at one point yeah Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: what's the game plan when <laughs> well i guess the game plan when, when pops dies or, well he won't die he'll just transfer his brain well, yeah, right. no, he can't transfer his brain into someone else's head. Right, so the yeah, son would have to do it. I'll be goddamned I have that son transfer my brain into some <laughs> into Levar, into Lonzo Ball's body. <laughs> 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 you you know, he would. He was acting. First of all, he's acting like he was high on like fucking lithium and like yeah. and, and acid. The whole movie. It was like, oh, yeah, man,
1: that kid's story. And I knew he wanted to wrestle. I was like, he's gonna want to wrestle. Yeah. Oh, he definitely
0: looks the type. Want to wrestle? <laughs> Dude, you know is MMA, at all? Jeremy, <laughs> it's not appropriate dinner time dinner time conversation. Now get over here and let me feel those black muscles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, that that movie was good, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, that movie, that's gonna stick, I mean, I I saw Logan a couple weeks ago, that movie stuck with me for, I'd say a week, week and a half, but this movie's gonna stick with me. I'm gonna be thinking about it the rest of the month.
1: Yeah, especially when you see it again. You know what vibes I was getting? This is kind of weird, but I was also, when, especially at the dinner table, like the way he was talking and his mannerisms and his hair, I was getting, like, Heath Ledger Joker vibes.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great call. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, so, yeah, yeah, you you know, uh, you're into MR, MMA. This is my Joker version. You're into MMA. (laughs) Oh, oh, with your musculature and your genetics, I bet you'd be a real
1: killer <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chris cut to Chris <laughs> just staring at him <laughs> <with> <laughs> the eyes wide. Yeah. The eyes wide open. <laughs> uh Rose wanna help me out? <laughs> god my, oh. my, my father was I'm right here Jeremy <laughs> don't talk about me in third, don't talk about being the third person when I'm here in the first person oh man yeah that was, no. that was good that, yeah that movie was and the, well the other reason I kind of want to see it again is because um, we were in the front row because this, this movie is still selling out like crazy. I mean, we were at the, that theater in the East Village with, um. there's less seats in the theater, but they're, it's the one with, with the really big seats that recline. Have you seen this?
1: Oh, that's nice. Um, I've been to one here. I went to the Kips Bay, which is like that. Do they have the re- they have the reclining
0: seats? Yeah. yeah. With, the bu- with the button? Man, that was so dope. Mm-hmm. So it actually, even being in the front row, was it quite as bad with the... Did you, what time did you go? Uh, Like two yesterday.
1: In the afternoon? Wow. Yeah,
0: it was sold out. Yeah. Um, the rest of the screenings for the rest of the day were sold out. Yeah,
1: I had tried. I tried to see it on a Friday night, and it, like almost everywhere, it was sold out. I got two tickets to one theater, and then we decided not to go because I was like, man, I don't. I we're not going to be there early enough because we were running behind schedule, and then I didn't want to sit in the front. Uh, and it, I didn't want to deal it. with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And we just went. You know, they were, they let us, like, transfer the tickets to the following morning, so we went at, like, 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, and it was fine. Okay. How crowded was it? Uh, maybe, like, halfway. But still, that's a lot Saturday morning. It's, like, the first show on Saturday.
0: That is. That is a lot. The thing is, it's uh, yeah, just breaking so we're, in money, man. We're thinking of going to that Court Street at, like, like 5 p.m., like, next Saturday, or some Saturday. <laughs> So we'll see. I'll let you know. That should be a good time. Let me know. Um, they, do they, they don't they do have assigned seating there, though. Is that what you're saying? No, they don't. Okay. Um, all right, well, damn, we spent, I think we spent more time talking about that than any other topic. We spent roughly 40 minutes talking about Get Out. Wow. Flew- well, it's good. It gave us it's a lot to talk about. Kind of, that is a lot so we're gonna have to push we are gonna have to push <laughs> the, the fighting <laughs> fighting scenes <laughs> to hopefully next week um and and we didn't even get to I want to talk about the big storm we had here in New York um me going grocery shopping uh, I found this this cheese sauce the grocery store that I'm that I've been loving oh well, you but, and the
1: cheese sauce
0: yeah me and the cheese sauce that's gonna be my autobiography <laughs> That's the title of me and the cheese sauce. <laughs> Volume one. <laughs> Volume one because I'm gonna write it next year. Um, okay. Any closing thoughts?
1: Um. No. Watch so much Madness. They've been good games. Yeah, we'll see about that. Watch Get Out. Is what I would say. That's true. I'm gonna go see Kong tonight. Oh, nice
0: um That should be exciting. Maybe we'll discuss that. Are you going? I, I'm reclining seats, IMAX. Anything? I don't know. I I think I'm. Uh, I don't uh know actually. Is it? I'm. Is it an IMAX? Oh, I I don't know. I think it is. This the weekend it came out. No, it came out last weekend. I don't know. I think Beauty and the Beast came out this week, so that's probably taking. So, so yeah, get ready.
1: Get I the, think Beauty and the Beast what' doing big movie. numbers. I, did I remember him. they yeah. on Friday, like the pre-sale numbers were pretty massive.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. It's alright. Get out. Get out would we'll be you know, Jordan Field can probably do whatever the fuck he wants as his next project. He's gotta be careful. When he Keanu Part 2. Because all eyes are gonna be on him. <laughs> No one would see the first time, but now that I have the name, I want to, I want to give, <laughs> like, breathe life into this Keanu thing. <laughs> this, this I know, I know this is supposed to work, this is supposed to work. I use all my, profile, all my high profile connections and everything Now I can get. He's going to get Christian Bale and Keanu too. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, you know, that would be, be right. great. So, we'll stay tuned. Uh, all right. This was podcast episode 20. Mr. gmail.com. Okay, that's it. Bye.